This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live. It's a freaking Wednesday. Where are all you bitches at? Usually there's a bunch of you in here going weed. Good evening. It's a freaking Wednesday. Did I already say that? The day after an election day, so we got all kinds of shit to talk about. Merkin! I'm just, I'm so used to, like, there's five people that said weed before I ever even come on. Odd to me. Warlord! We're gonna get the update! Uh, yes, yes, that's the very first story we're gonna talk about tonight. Still a dead heat between McCormick and Oz. Apparently Oz is up, but just by, like, a a percentage point or two, a point, a point, one or two percent, not a percentage point or two, a point one or two percent. We'll we'll get all the deets, sparkles. Love you guys. Welcome, welcome. This might be a short one tonight. I've got some shit that I need to do. I have been um. I've been working my ass off, and last night I had to do a bunch of voice. I got hired to be a voiceover artist for a clickbaity YouTube channel. Up, Sky Comet, Meat Cakes, my people, my peoples. You want you want to hear you want to hear one of the uh, pieces of audio I cut last night? intelligence technology available for the house continues to advance and improve. These days there are no missed patches left behind by robot vacuums and your washer and dryer can adjust their... Also, there was something that was grammatically wrong in here, but I didn't correct it. I read it the way it was. I don't think the dude... uh, I don't think he's a native English speaker. ...settings based on the type of fabric they detect. Who wouldn't want their washer and dryer to be able to select their own cycles and settings? You won't have to spend as much time sifting through and picking out bikes because you can do that now. In this video, we will talk about the most anticipated... Yeah, I had no clue what that line meant. ...or AI devices of 2022. So before starting this video, please like the video and subscribe to this channel for future updates. Yes, do that! Um, I, I am... <laughs> I am $3 per finished minute for Word Perfect, which is what... People that want legal transcription want. So I will, I, if you want me to do the transcript for you, I will give it back to you word perfect for $3 a minute. Um, $1.50 for just me running it through the software and it automating. And then I usually, uh, when I do that, uh, if, I, if you're just doing the one fifty per uh, minute, I usually, um, like I'll go to the beginning and the end and I'll make sure everything is... Perfect on each side. Give me video and audio cutting. Do do whatever you do. Give me work. I need work. I need work. Is that Mr. T from uh, the Saturday Night Live? It was what a TV Funhouse kid. I need work, fool. I need work. So sure, give me work. I've been working my ass off. I gotta make a fucking. Not only did I get hired to do a voiceover for a YouTube channel. I got hired to do video editing for a different YouTube channel. And I gotta make like a stupid clickbaity video tonight. 
for them. But I'm a peep. Well, last time I talked to my mom, uh, this would have been a couple of years ago. She's like, you're never going to believe it. I've been listening to a Radiohead song. Like, I'm pretty sure they're in the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now. You finally caught up to Radiohead. You're never going to guess what it is. Oh, oh, oh I bet it's Creep. <laughs> yes. Like, the Hollies did it better. Also, something I want to point out, apparently, uh, sometime next week, maybe Tuesday, a honest-to-God published scientist is going to debate me. I don't think they knew that I was a personality when they tweeted this. Bimodal describes a statistical anomaly within a spectrum of values, not a mixture between two distinct values as you're trying to imply it. Um... Wrong! I I totally showed him that that's exactly what it means. Boom. Bimodal. Notice how it's a mixture of two values. <laughs> uh, but, 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 hey. He's a published scientist and will debate me. Uh, he told me that gender, or I mean, I'm sorry, that sex was, uh, binary, to which I posted an article, and he said, that article made my, uh, argument. This was the fucking title of the arg- our article. <laughs> Biologists now think there is a larger spectrum than just binary male and female. But, but, hey, they are a published scientist, even though I have asked... To see one of their their publications, uh, they buy JPEGs. They are a crypto bro, by the way. They are not a scientist in any way, shape, or form. They haven't been published. They're an idiot. But hey, if they feel they can call in and stand toe to toe with me, do it. Do it. But you know, for the most part, right wingers are morons. RB Sky Comet, love you guys. RB, I'm I'm sorry I didn't um I didn't I didn't even uh, notice that uh, I didn't see you last night. Uh, you you um fuck. What did you, Doctor Strange Love, Doctor Strange Love? I don't know if I've ever told you this, but that is one of my favorite fucking movies. When I was in uh, advanced audio production in college. We had to do uh, ADR, audio, or automated uh, dialogue replacement. Why it's called automated, I'll never know. I always thought it was audio dialogue replacement, which that didn't make sense either, but it's automated dialogue replacement, which isn't automated. And we had to do uh, our, our own Foley. So we had to take a scene in a movie and take all the sound out and put the sound back in ourselves. So I had to do the the... Uh, dialogue, and then I had to put the sound effects in. This is for my advanced audio production class. The original uh, scene that I wanted to do was Otis from The Devil's Rejects. You know, the one where he's like, I want you to pray to the good God Almighty. I want to feel the Holy Spirit take over. Blah, 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 blah. 
I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. I wanted to do that, and my professor took me to the side and was like, I'm not going to tell you you can't do that, but please, could you make it easy on me? I could see people get offended by this. Like, okay, okay, okay. So the scene that I went with was from one of my other favorite movies, Dr. Strangelove, and I, where he's doing the fucking Nazi arm, that whole speech. He keeps one... Fucking love that. Love Peter Sellers. If you've never seen Dr. Strangelove, uh, Peter Sellers' career was cut far too short. But Peter Sellers plays three different roles in Doctor Strange Love, and it's amazing. All three roles are fan fucking tastic. One of my, Kubrick is probably my favorite director. I don't know if I've ever told you guys that. And Doctor Strange Love is one of my tippy top favorite movies. It would be up there in like the top five. I don't know if I could pick a favorite movie. Bartles and I actually went and saw 2001 in the uh, like the IMAX theater just a few years ago, pre pre COVID. Fucking love Kubrick. Blew my teenage mind when I saw Clockwork Orange. What's my? I, I don't even know if I could pick a favorite. A Full Metal Jacket. God damn! What a movie. Dr. Behe. Well, see, that's funny. Is like the, the dude that said he was a published scientist actually cited somebody's paper, and it's it's not a peer-reviewed paper. <laughs> they And the scientist they cited has peer-reviewed papers, but that one is not. I wonder why. Because it conflicts with the consensus. But what do I know? Oh, God. Oh, I didn't run down what we were talking about, did I? Kinda, yes, no. We're gonna talk about African dust tonight. Also, like, because I'm gonna be cutting it short because I got so much work to do. Uh, not gonna get around to talking about uh, Jordan Peterson and his whole fucking bullshit. Don't want to get into that tonight. I've got a couple other uh, stupid ass stories I really want to do. We'll do that tomorrow. Uh, we will talk about Elon Musk, who is apparently, he's decided he's going to vote Republican. And pretty much everybody on Twitter thinks there's getting ready to be a, a huge breaking story about him. Because he was talking about how the political attacks that were getting ready to come were lies. And then everybody's like, oh, what's Ronan Farrow been working on? But uh, I have a piece from a right-wing pundit that I found on... Uh, I just went to the front page of, like, Rumble or BitChute, and I'm like, let me find something about, like, some, some right-wing dumb fuck we could make fun of. And he was talking about Elon Musk. I'm like, let's do this. Yeah, I've never heard of the dude. We'll give him a, we'll give him a go. I found it on BitChute, I believe. We're also going to talk about UFOs. UFOs. What was overshadowed by the election yesterday was the fact that we've had congressional hearings... About UFOs. So we're going to see the video they're discussing. Uh, the the Pentagon Department of Defense apparently saying, like, we don't know what the fuck it is. Oh, we're going to, let's talk about the Buffalo shooting tonight. New details are coming out. My God. Uh, a woman that worked at the Topps uh, supermarket actually kicked the gunman out the night before. We're going to hear from her. 
And something that is going to appall you is the fact that the uh, lady that worked at the grocery store that called the shooting into 911 was hung up on. 911 dispatch hung up on the woman who called to report the shooting. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is urging calm as cases uh, continue to rise. Uh, I don't know. I've got the stories. I don't know if we got the audio. I don't know if it has been released, Warlord. But we've we've got the. I think the woman is actually telling the story in the. Uh, we've got video, so hopefully there were, there there will be audio. White House is saying more mask guidance could be coming. We're going to talk about the effects of long COVID. Stonks! Stonks! Stonks had their worst day in two years. Biden will be uh, invoking the Defense Production Act to help ease the formula shortage. The disinformation board has been put on hold, and uh, God, what's her name? I forget it right now, but she has stepped down. Sassy Snicks, welcome. Plus, we're going to talk about Representative Maloney, the controversy of the D Triple C, plus all the all the uh, election rundown from last night, two thousand one and nineteen seventy. It's amazing. How spot on Kubrick was. He just... The one thing he didn't get was like, you know, the technology getting smaller. Because when... when uh, um, dude's doing like the video conferencing at the beginning of the of the movie. Like he's, he's in a phone booth. Going in there, basically looking into like a, a, a tablet type thing. You haven't seen Space Odyssey? Fantastic movie. I don't. I don't think it makes sense. It's one of those open-ended endings where, like, it's up to your interpretation of what actually happened. I tend to not like those. A fantastic fucking movie. Fantastic fucking movie. That's probably why two thousand one isn't my favorite. Also, I'm not. You know, I'm not a space nerd or anything. Uh, Full Metal Jacket and um, oh, really? I should read the book. Merkin, I don't usually read fiction, but uh, I would I would definitely read that to learn more because like the movie kind of left me wanting more. But still, Kubrick, my favorite fucking director. Uh, I actually watched Eyes Wide Shut for the first. That was the only Kubrick movie I hadn't seen. Uh, I watched it for the first time two three years ago on Christmas because I always watch a Christmas movie on Christmas, right? It's got to be set at Christmas. Uh, it's not that good. Also, I hate Tom Cruise. <laughs> I mean, it's all right. That's the one that Kubrick died while he was making. But let's let's get into it. Let's talk about Doctor Oz. Enough about Doctor Strangelove. Let's talk about Doctor Oz. In the Pennsylvania primary, it is still too close to call. Is the That's why I said it last night that we would stay with it until they called. 
uh, Oz versus McCormick. But we got to a point where I'm like, they ain't calling it tonight. It's going to be days before we know. So I was like, all right, I'm done for the night. Found out Cawthorn lost. I'm good. It's actually a really, really good night for progressives. Pennsylvania. It could hardly be any closer. We're in for some suspense and maybe a recount. 97% of the votes have been counted, and Mehmet Oz inched into the lead today, leading Dave McCormick by less than... Wait, have I been saying his name wrong? I've been saying, like, Mehmet Oz. Mehmet? Mehmet? That's how you say it? Mehmet? Ooh, the book is not as confusing as the movie. Great. Racist Justin, what? What did Justin do? than 2,000 votes. Number one, oh, Met. Yeah, that's it. To trigger an automatic recount. And number two, there are various unresolved issues. Cons- well, I mean, Trump is uh, Trump is encouraging laws to, to use that playbook. We're Walter Perez's live tonight. But first, let's go to Action News reporter Maggie Kent in Northeast Philadelphia, where they're still counting mail-in ballots. Maggie, election night drama could turn into election week drama or even more. That's exactly what the city commissioner said, Jim. Yes, this could turn into election week. She says she estimates about two. Have we been there before? Have been counted here in Philadelphia, but those mail. Frankly, we did win this election. Counted <laughs> as well as those ballot drop box votes. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Yes. Good evening. Roland, you are amazing. Welcome. Philadelphia is one of the many counties still tabulating results with about 28,000. Or should I call you like Elliot? Which, 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 which do you prefer? You know, we, when you have to wait until election day to start touching, you know, tens of thousands of ballots, it's going to take a while. Neither Mehmet Oz or Dave McCormick out of the race for GOP Senate nominee just yet. The margin of victory would have to exceed... Crazy. I'll never remember that, though. I have a horrible memory. It'll probably be between six and 7,000. Sparkle says I am reborn every day that I come out of a pod. (laughs) I just sometimes I I, I fuck people's screen names up. And I I don't want to do that. I want to be very respectful of people's names. That one candidate will need to beat the other by. In PA, mail-in counting can't start until election day. And that means the days of close elections being called the night of are harder to come by. An election couldn't be closer than the Oz McCormick race right now. But unless it's a blowout or a landslide, um, uh, it takes days to really know who who won. Why so close? Well, count the fucking ballots beforehand good evening ginger a little too late the trump endorsement of dr oz would have counted more if it had come in february before oz and mccormick i try not to call people by their government names going after each other especially sparkles i don't know that i've ever referred to that woman by her government name one time I was having uh, dinner or lunch or some 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 something we were doing with her mom, and her mom called her by her government name, and I was like, "Whoa, that's fucking weird. It is weird to hear you called that." 
<laughs> Come on, Doctor. I mean, I'm rooting for Oz, I think. I think either of them are going to fall easily to Fetterman. But I, Oz is probably the easier one to beat just because the Trump vote is not going to be as animated. Mage, what is up? Good evening. Now, if an automatic recount uh, is... I will call you goddess. It would start on or before June 1st, and the results would end up coming out at around June 7th. For Alive in the Northeast, Maggie Kent, Channel 6, Action News. Jim. Thank you, Maggie. Let's switch Jim. to Action News reporter Walter Perez at the Lancaster County Government Center. Walter, a printing error has caused just a little bit of chaos with 16,000 mail. He seems to be good now, RB. Problem. How is it impacting on the election? And they what said no brain damage or anything. Well, Jim, the solution expected to make a full recovery. Out of all 22,000 mail-in ballots that were cast, they are handwriting the votes from all 16,000 ballots that didn't work onto 16,000 that do. Dozens of election workers and volunteers were hard at work today trying to fix a problem that rendered approximately two-thirds of mail-in ballots in Lancaster County unreadable by the Ooh. ballot scanner machines. So we won't read that barcode because it's looking for the right election code to read the, the ballot. Ray Diagostino, chairman of Lancaster County's Board of Elections, says the mail ballot vendor, a company called NPC, has admitted to printing the wrong ID code. NPC. You shouldn't have shouldn't have used NPC. I mean, the, the acronym should have gave it away. On those ballots. And the only realistic and timely way to fix the problem is for these workers to rewrite by hand the votes from the 16,000 ballots that don't work onto ballots that do work. How do you end up with a spare pacemaker? Kirk Rodanovic, chairman of the Lancaster... How do you end up with a spare one? Frustrating to have to go through it. Now I'm... I'm... I'm dumbfounded. How do you end up with a spare pacemaker? <laughs> I'm not doubting you, RB. I have no reason to, to doubt you. It just seems like an odd thing to me. <laughs> just in case, just in case the other one goes out, I can just put it in myself. Just pop it right in. Okay, why would you... Okay. Why would you throw out the old pacemaker? Indeed, I'm... Believe me, I am an audiovisual technician... I 100% keep all of my shit. Oh, thank you, Mage. Awesome. Thank you for the bits. I keep all my electronics because you never know where I might I might need to grab a spare part and solder it onto something else. So I'm I'm not I'm definitely not mocking him for doing it. I just I would think the doctor would be like, here, I'm gonna hang on to this. But then again, fucking, you pay good money for it. I'd assume. Always keep a spare. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. But I'm much more concerned in getting it right than getting it fast. Good, good. If it takes us all day today, if it takes us into tomorrow. That's why I have two arms and two legs. sure that the vote is accurate. There are also Democratic Party officials serving as ballot watchers and attorneys from both the Oz and McCormick campaigns. Also, each ballot is being worked on by teams of three poll workers, adding extra sets of eyes on each vote. Well, Sassy, you did not screw up as bad as NPC did when they printed these stupid-ass ballots. Results? One way or the other. The last I've looked, we were at about 1,500 separating um, Oz and uh, McCormick. And the last estimate that I had is we have 5,500 Republican ballots still in that room to be remarked. Damn. 
And that's just one county. I just got off the phone with an election official here in Lancaster County who says the vote transfer process should be completed by the end of the business day tomorrow. Reporting live from Lancaster City, Walter Perez, Channel 6 Action News. Uh, so, it, like, the soonest we're probably going to get a definitive winner is, like, Friday? Maybe Monday? You played in a band. The lead singer worked in the morgue of a large hospital. The singer knew I uh, was studying electronics, so he grabbed a somewhat used piece of from court. Okay, that, that explains so much more. You just saying you had a spare peacemaker hanging around was just like you had one put into you, then had a different one put into you, and kept the old one just in case. Like, I just, like if you have a pacemaker put in, do they take it back out and put another one in? Is that a thing? That pacemaker was a Christmas gift for Christmas 1972. Oh shit, well that's an old model then. You need a new, new, new model. Yes, I sang some Marilyn Manson. Yes, he is a creep. Speaking of creeps, former President Donald Trump urges Mohamed Oz to declare victory before the vote tally is complete in Pennsylvania. Former President Donald Trump on Wednesday moved to baselessly discredit the too close to call Republican Senate primary in Pennsylvania, urging his endorsed candidate, Mamet Oz, to declare victory over opponent David McCormick before all the votes are counted in the contest with far reaching implications. State election officials continued tallying ballots, including thousands submitted by mail, with Oz leading McCormick by just one tenth of a percentage point. Damn! See, I said it was like, uh, uh,. Two-tenths. Just one-tenth. Just one-tenth. It's very reminiscent of what we saw in 2020, said Al Schmidt, a Republican who served as a city commissioner in Philadelphia and whose family endured death threats after Trump tweeted at him in 2020. Schmidt, who oversaw the city's elections, added, it's an indication that he's not confident that his candidate is going to win. When it looks like you're losing, you want to flip the board game over. You're clearly afraid of the outcome. Trump's interjection came as both campaigns braced for a potentially protracted and contentious process in a battleground state both parties see as key to their efforts to control the Senate next year. The winner of the Republican primary in Pennsylvania will face... Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who won the Democratic nomination by a wide margin. Senator Pat Toomey is retiring at the end of his term, and this looks like it's going to be a pickup for Democrats. The reason I say that is because Fetterman outperformed the Senate candidate in 2020 in Pennsylvania and outperformed Joe Biden. Fetterman is a hell of a candidate. Speaking of hell of a candidate and, and one that I am sorry that I wrote off early last night, I can't believe it. There is conflicting reports. She has declared victory. Other people have declared her the winner, but apparently there they are still tallying votes. Summer Lee shows progressive ideals can overcome corporate smears. The Pennsylvanian is one of several progressives who are leading in key races nationwide, beating super PAC cash and centrist candidates. As a progressive Democrat running for an open congressional seat, Summer Lee faced down a brutal smear, uh, smear campaign that claimed she was not enough of a party loyalist to merit a place on the ballot line. Hmm, where have we seen that before? 
And early Wednesday morning, as she pulled ahead of her opponent in the primary for Pennsylvania's 12th district, Lee declared, the people took on the corporations and the people won. We built a movement in western Pennsylvania that took on corporate power, stood up for working families, and beat back a multi-million dollar smear campaign. Lee acknowledged that we've still got some precincts left. She appeared before cheering supporters after a long night. I would have played you guys that video, but it's kind of rough to listen to. But Pittsburgh Mayor Ed Ganey, a Lee supporter, explained to the Victory Party crowd that we know that the votes that are left to be counted are ours. As cheers went up from the room, Ganey declared, We know we have won. Tonight is her victory, but tonight is our celebration. The 99% of the vote counted Lee had a 446-vote lead over lawyer and veteran Democratic insider Steve Irwin. Veteran Democratic insider. Weird, because seemed like he used to be a Republican. This is bad news for a pro-Israeli group who spent a hell of a lot of money. Pro-Israel groups see mixed results after pouring millions, millions into Democratic primaries. APAC, DMFI-backed candidates score uh, decisive victories in North Carolina, but progressive Lee appears poised to hold off centrist Irwin in Pennsylvania, where lobbies spent unprecedented sums. Pro-Israel groups enjoyed a number of victories for centrist Democratic candidates. They backed into centrist Democrat. They mean right-wing candidates. They mean right-wing Democratic candidates. And what do we say about right-wingers? Right-wingers are morons. House races in North Carolina and Pennsylvania were seen as early tests for APAC's new political action committee, which flooded funds into contested races between progressive candidates who are increasingly critical of Israel and moderate opponents who tow a more traditional line backing the Jewish state. Bullshit. Yeah, Morgan, let's do this. Let's move on over to Oregon. Thank you very much. The Oregon House primary election results. Oregon has six U.S. House seats. Key races to watch Tuesday include a pair of Democratic primaries. Uh, We're looking at the 5th district. Uh, Oh, yes. Skinner. Uh, God, we talked about this last night. I can't remember. Cloud Skinner is a... Uh, uh, right-wing Democrat, correct? The expected number, the expected vote is the total number of votes that are expected in a given race. That didn't really tell us a lot. I'm sorry. Um... See if we can find a news story that focuses just on this race. New York Times and 13 minutes ago had an article about this. Perfect. Here we go. Oregon 5th Congressional District primary election results. Representative Kurt Schrader, the Democratic incumbent, is facing a primary challenge from Jamie uh, uh, McLeod Skinner. Oh, McLeod Skinner is the progressive. Oh, damn! And they are up by a significant margin. Shit, yeah! 
A progressive who has hit uh, Mr. Schrader for voting against key pieces of the Democratic leadership's policy agenda. President Biden is backing Mr. Schrader, but several of the county parties in the district are putting their weight behind Miss McLeod Skinner. Am I saying that name right? I always get McLeod wrong. Schrader can eat shit. Love it. Unfortunately, uh, it says, updated 15 minutes ago, Less than half of the vote has been reported. So that's still a lot of vote out. Is uh, Merkin, I don't know about this district. Is this district a safe Democratic district? Whoever wins this primary is going to be the uh, representative. That's usually the way it is in most fucking races. Thanks to gerrymandering. Oh yeah, okay, cool. This Portland's district? Uh, the suburbs of Portland. The suburbs of Salem, the suburbs of Eugene, apparently. Getting bluer every day. Uh, it is it is a blue spot in a state that you know was founded as a white supremacist state that has huge like it. Oregon is blue, but man, do they have huge pockets of racists up there? Jesus fucking Christ! Uh, I didn't feel the need. I didn't even have this on here originally, but I felt like you guys might want to watch it. Let's all you know laugh at Madison Cawthorn. Commitment 2022 tonight, it was primary day in North Carolina. Voters in Western North Carolina headed to the polls to choose their congressional representation. Incumbent Madison Cawthorn faced off against seven challengers. And one of them took home the nomination. And lost. State Senator Chuck Edwards has won the Republican nomination. He beat Cawthorn with 33% of the votes. Edwards is in his third term in the North Carolina Senate. He sits on 17 committees. North Carolina State Senator Chuck Edwards now sets his sights on. Well, are we having Internet issues? I noticed the uh, the other day that, like, sometimes my download speed will take a hit, but my upload speed will continue to be like my stream is fine right now. I don't think you guys are having any problems seeing me, but it's possible that my download is fucked up right now, and that is why this video is buffering. The only thing, like... You would think that 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 could be a district that the Democrats would want to go for, though, with Madison Cawthorn, that Madison Cawthorn, injured by Republican attacks... Might have been a pickup for Democrats, and that's the that's the only thing. Like that's the only downfall I can see to Cawthorn losing. What the fuck? Next steps, Carlos. Good evening, Nigel and Carol. As the last few votes trickled in, State Senator Chuck Edwards is now setting his sights on the general election against Democratic candidate Jasmine Beach Ferreira. I stopped by a few precincts today, and I was told the bulls... She's a good candidate. ...all 
day. The three-time state senator has been relying on his political experience to give him an edge in this primary race. Now that the general election is on the horizon... He- also, another note in North Carolina, their Senate race may be a, a winnable race for uh, Democrats. Thanks to the... Uh, uh, what, Bud? It was a, a, a ultra-maga, hardcore Trump supporter. He says it's no time to hold back now. Our, our, our first focus is uh, Jasmine Beach Ferrara. Pull out Nancy Pelosi's hand and then taking the teleprompter from uh, Joe Biden and restoring the policies uh, that... Honey, I don't, I don't know what the deal is with this teleprompter attack. Multiple Republicans have said this shit, but like... Biden does better when he doesn't have a teleprompter. Like him, like he's incredibly genuine as a person. Like him just talking to you, that's that's Biden's strong point. Him getting up there and staying on message in a teleprompter is his weak point. We enjoyed under the Trump administration that helped get this country back on track. And I always love, they talk about the shit that we enjoyed during the Trump administration. Remember the caller we had the other night? Talking about how good things were under Trump, and then I, I got them to actually admit, oh no, it was Obama's policies. <laughs> they kept gas prices down. And they admitted it. And they even said, well, oh yeah, I was working oil rigs in Texas, and you're right, that was Obama. After literally stating... <laughs> That it was Trump policies. I swear, I can't with these people. I really can't. Right-wingers are morons. Yeah, and even like even the little bit of benefit that you might have seen in your taxes, thanks to the Trump Republican tax cuts, the little bit of benefit that might have went to those of us in the working class, middle class, like those, those sunsetted. Taxes went up for most people, except rich people. And then, yes, I have a, I love, I love doing this. The tariffs are one of the things that help cause the inflation. I mean, not everything. Clearly COVID was one of the driving factors, but like the inflation in the lumber market, that was Trump's tariffs on Canadian lumber. I've got a blog from 2019, a right-wing website literally saying inflation coming to the uh, lumber market was a good thing because Trump did it. I want to thank everyone who supported him throughout this journey in his campaign and is and thanked his opponents for running a great race. Live in Henderson County, Carlos Flores, WYFF News 4. Carlos, thank you again and coming. Had many a wild night in Henderson County. ...nomination for U.S. House District 11 seat in North Carolina. State Senator Chuck Edwards beat him with 33% of the vote. Cawthorn has officially conceded his seat. Taggart Hunk is following this. He's live in Hendersonville with what we're learning now. Tag. Carol Angel, certainly a lot developing within the last hour. The campaign for Representative Madison Cawthorn announcing that he officially called State Senator Chuck Edwards around 10.15. Take into account the timeline here. About a half hour before that, Representative Cawthorn addressed supporters and the media here at his watch party. And during that time, he seemed confident and sure that the race was going to go his direction. He took questions from the media as well, including sharing his thoughts on controversy surrounding. Motherfucker! 
Uh, this is just a shitty website or something. I'm sorry, W-Y-F-F. Once again, you are 26. You're talking about years and years and years ago. You're talking about three or four years ago, dude. You're talking about three or four years ago. You're still judged by the shit that you did in high school. I would assume, now that you're actually going to have to apply for a job... Because you lost yours last night? I would assume when you go and apply for a job, you are still going to be uh, uh, touting your senior superlatives and shit on your resume. Because you ain't done fucking fuck all else, dude. The American people will see through that. And to those wondering what is next for representation... Is YFF out of uh, Charlotte? Right now the focus is on uniting Republicans to defeat Democrats in... I've had a hell of a lot of fun in Charlotte, too, in the Queen City. Well, I was wanting to get, like, we had the comments from uh, Edwards and shit, but now, like, the, the shit's just pissing me off. I can't do the video. It keeps stalling on us. Controversy in the DCCC. Jim's question whether Maloney can run the DCCC while battling freshman colleague. The matchup isn't final, but many in the party are publicly and privately raising questions about Representative Sean Patrick Maloney's decision to run in a certain New York district. New York uh, lost a district thanks to redistricting, and it's like the map is still kind of up in the air at the moment. House Democrats could find themselves picking sides in a deeply uncomfortable primary this summer, their campaign chair versus a black freshman. And a growing swath of the caucus is blaming its midterm chief, Representative Sean Patrick Maloney, for the predicament. Maloney's decision to abandon a newly redrawn version of his current swing district and instead run for a seat that includes most of Representative Mondaire Jones's turf is raising private concerns. Rep. Jones is... Awesome. Is raising private concerns from across the party that the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee chief has put himself in an inappropriate scenario, leading the party's midterm strategy while potentially battling a fellow member. While the map is not final and Jones hasn't yet said whether he'll take on Maloney, his other option of New York's current map's hold is challenging Rep. Jamal Bowman, another black progressive freshman. Many of his colleagues are now bracing for the prospect of a freshman being forced to go up against uh, the member who controls the party's campaign coffers, a scenario they describe as completely unavoidable. It's not unavoidable if Maloney steps down. Steps down. Unlike typical midterm gripes about the party chair, the Democratic worries over Maloney's move run the ideological gamut. According to conversations with nearly two dozen lawmakers and senior aides, but many lawmakers say they're unable to raise that issue publicly, given that Maloney and his team decide how much the DCCC will spend in individual battleground races. Maloney lives in the newly drawn district, though members of Congress are not required to live where they run. It seems like uh, there's a conflict, said Representative Richie Torres who along with Jones is one of the uh, one of the first two black openly gay men ever elected to Congress. New York's 17 is primarily uh, in Congressman Jones's district. He should be regarded as the incumbent. He said of the newly redrawn seat Maloney chose to run in which now contains Maloney's decision. 
No. Which now contains, and I don't know what the rest of the sentence is. Uh, Politico! Your editor on that. Some people might call that fake news or disinformation. Lucky for us, the Homeland Security uh, Homeland Security has put its disinformation governance board on ice. Not not uh, immigration and customs enforcement. Not that ice. The Department of Homeland Security said it will pause the agency's week-old disinformation government governance board. The board, which had uh, stated its intended goal was to coordinate countering misinformation related to Homeland Security, was widely criticized by Republicans and right-wing media outlets. Here's the thing, though. Is what they were criticizing is like, oh, the disinformation governance board is going to tell us what we can and cannot say on Twitter. Fundamentally false. DHS spokesperson said in a statement to Axios that the board was grossly and intentionally mischaracterized. It was never about censorship or policing speech in any manner. It wasn't. It was about foreign intelligence. It was designed to ensure we fulfill our mission to protect the homeland while protecting core constitutional rights. However, false attacks have been have become a significant distraction from the department's vitally important work to combat disinformation that threatens the safety and security of the American people. Homeland Security Advisory Council to the Homeland Security Advisory Council is to conduct a thorough review and assessment of the board's ability to deal with disinformation while protecting free speech, civil rights, civil liberties, and privacy. Nina Jankowitz, that's her name that I was trying to think of earlier, who was tapped by Biden to lead the board last month, will resign. She drafted a resignation letter uh, to, le- uh, to leave the board after hearing it will be dissolved, CNN reports. Jankowitz has been subjected to unjustified and vile personal attacks and physical threats, a DHS spokesperson told the Washington Post. It's just right-wingers playing videos of her from, like, karaoke and making fun of her. It's weird. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not opposed to playing videos of somebody making fun of them. We do that plenty on this show. But, like, there was no substance to their attacks. They're like, see? Look how crazy this woman is. What the fuck are you talking about? President Biden has invoked the Defense Production Act to address baby formula shortage. President Biden on Wednesday invoked the Defense Production Act, to which we need to invoke a hell of a lot more in this country for a, a number of reasons, to address the baby formula shortage. That has caused panic for the millions of parents and caregivers in the U.S. who rely on formula to feed their children. Invoking the DPA will require suppliers to direct needed resources to infant formula manufacturers before any other customer who may have ordered that good. Biden also directed several government agencies to use Department of Defense commercial planes to pick up formula overseas that meets U.S. standards and bring it uh, back to the U.S. to help restock shelves what the administration is calling Operation Fly Formula. Operation Fly Formula doesn't sound good. That sounds like there's a fly in your formula. Yes, there is a limit to how much mocking you can do before it becomes harassment. Agreed. Agreed, goddess. But now, as we say that, though, let's harass some some Wall Street idiots, shall we? 
Stonks had their worst day in more than two years. Stocks on Wednesday had their steepest losses in over two years following disappointing earnings from U.S. retail behemoths Target, Walmart, and Lowe's. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 1,164 points, representing a 3.57% decline. That's not a lot. (laughs) The fourth time in 2022 that the Dow has fallen by more than 900 points, something that never happened in 2021. Of the 12 times the Dow has ever fell more than 1,000 points, two of them happened this month. NASDAQ is now down nearly 28% for the year, while the S&P 500 is off 18%. Now that is significant. Retail results caused investors to worry that corporate America's inflation-defying act may be in jeopardy even if it isn't showing up in consumer data. I'm glad, I'm glad that Axios puts the blame solely on corporate America. Let's talk about COVID. 76% of long COVID patients were not initially hospitalized, but 76% 76 of patients with long COVID had not been hospitalized for their initial infection, which is very alarming. So people that thought they beat it easily didn't have to go to the hospital for the cohort most likely to suffer from long COVID. While the patients weren't sick enough to be hospitalized, they experienced abnormalities of breathing, cough, and malaise and fatigue. Months after being diagnosed, the study says the research has not been formally peer-reviewed. That is an issue. The study examined over uh, 78,000 people who were diagnosed with long COVID between October 1st and January 31st. Women were more likely than men to be diagnosed with long COVID, and people between ages 36 and 50 were in the most likely age demographic to get a diagnosis. Long COVID patients had higher Department of Health and Human Services hierarchical condition category risk scores. Or uh, identifies patients likely to consume more health care resources and potentially incur greater care costs long term. Most people who test positive for COVID will not be hospitalized, but this study suggests that people with mild cases of the disease will end up with lingering symptoms. As I described my own about, uh, like, I, I honestly, like, I didn't test because I don't leave the house, but I believe I had it at the end of August, beginning of September last year. And I wasn't, I wasn't well until January. I wasn't 100% until January. Insane. We are seeing cases tick up again. White House is saying new guidance on masks may be on the way. Doing that uh, because the administration has put in a lot of work and, and resources from that we had from ARP, 
to acquire tests and make sure we had adequate number of tests. Given the, the spread of infections that's happening across the country, we know... Oh, wow. Oh, they did that. They turned up the volume. I was trying to find the volume to turn it up. They turned up the volume. Test is a very effective way of keeping infections down. You can test yourself uh, before you go to a large gathering, before you go visit someone vulnerable. It is an important way of, of reducing spread of the virus. And remember, you can get eight more tests now from the post office. If anybody wants it, please uh, let me know. I will give you the link. Very good evidence that, that use of rapid tests can reduce the amount of infections uh, that's happening out there. So this is one of the tools we have, one of the capabilities we have. We opened that up on Monday to a third round. Uh, we've seen really impressive demand. Right now, as shown on this map, over 32% of Americans live in an area with a medium or high COVID-19 community level. Counties Get your free tests. Since the prior week, an additional 8% of the U.S. population is living in a county with a medium or high COVID-19 community level. For areas currently with high COVID-19 community levels, those in orange, we urge local leaders to encourage the use of prevention strategies like masking in public indoor settings and increasing access to testing and to treatment. What we've seen with um, prior increases in infections in, in, um, in you know, different waves of infection have demonstrated that this travels across the country and has the potential to travel across the country. So I, I think the important thing to recognize is that we actually have the tools um, to prevent it. And so we would ask you to wisely use these tools. You know, there's a range of models out Encourage the use. Wisely use these tools. And look, look at all that red up there. What's New York City's mayor saying about that as they are in the high, high transmission level? I'm proud of what we are doing uh, and how we are not allowing COVID to outsmart us. We're staying really, really, and not panicking. Uh, when I look at the hospitalizations and deaths, the numbers are stable. When I look at what our school system is doing, now that is true. But deaths are always a lagging indicator. It's going to take three or four weeks. If it's if it's starting to tick up now, we will see the effect on deaths in another month. We are really changing the game of using testing, so people are staying home. Variants are going to continue to come. It appears as though there's a new norm that is settling in our city and our countries. Variants are going to come. If every variant that comes, we move into shutdown thoughts, we move in through panicking, we're not going to function as a city. We are being extremely strategic and we are fighting COVID. What he's saying is business as usual can't continue and we're willing to let people die in order to keep the economy going. With not only the tools that we didn't have before, but we're also fighting COVID using the intelligence we need to win in a COVID environment. Sir, I'm not sure you know much about intelligence. Just saying, I don't know all that much about you, but... Just the clips I have seen makes me doubt your intelligence. And plus, you used to be a cop, so you know what we say about cops around here. A cab means you too, Mayor.
New York Attorney General is opening an investigation on social media companies after the Buffalo shooting. Badass Letitia James is launching an investigation into social media companies in connection with the Buffalo mass shooting. Her office announced today. I mean, you have to get, you have to go back to your life. Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not advocating for a shutdown right now. Um. A targeted shutdown uh, around October, August, September of last year might have been a good thing when we were in the Delta wave. I mean, even even the one shutdown that we had wasn't really a shutdown. It was still like less than 50% of the economy was shut down. And we saw the results of it. ACAB. ACAB indeed. New York Attorney General Letitia James is launching an investigation into social media companies in connection with the Buffalo mass shooting. The investigation will look into social media companies and other online resources that the alleged shooter might have used to discuss and amplify his intentions to carry out the attack that killed 10 and wounded 3, according to James's statement. The investigation will focus on platforms such as Twitch. I don't... Twitch didn't have anything to do with this. Now, 4chan, 8chan, Discord... They might have. And Discord also, like, you can't, you can't really throw Discord in this. Like, you can't help what people do in private chat rooms. That may have been used to stream, promote, or plan the attack. The terror attack in Buffalo has once again revealed the depths and date. Now, if it's a public room on, on, if it's a public fucking server on Discord, that's different. The terror attack in Buffalo has once again revealed the depth and danger of the online forums that spread and promote hate. The fact that an individual can post detailed plans to commit such an act of hate without consequence and then stream it for the world to see is bone-chilling and unfathomable. The alleged shooter posted footage from the attack in real time to Twitch, the live streaming platform owned by Amazon. It was only up for a couple minutes. Twitch told the New York Times on Sunday it managed to take down the live stream within two minutes after it started. So, I I don't know what else you can ask twi- ask of Twitch. Fuck Amazon, but like my interactions with Twitch have been solid. I I've not had any. Uh, I've got, I've not got beef with Twitch other than who owns it. However, videos of the shooting have been viewed millions of times in part because it remains easy to re-upload copies of videos to multiple platforms. Yeah, if it's on the internet, it don't go nowhere. Can't scrub the internet. That's why, like, fucking right-wingers are always like, oh, it's been scrubbed. That information used to be there. Nope, that don't happen. It has been posted to the internet. It's there. It's still there. One of the workers at the top supermarket... Says that she kicked the gunman out the night before the shooting. Tonight we have new developments about the timeline, including an interaction between a store operations manager and the alleged shooter. Olivia Ugino joins us live along Jefferson Avenue. What's oh, up, Olivia? This worker actually kicked the accused gunman out of the store the day before the shooting. 
Yeah, that is right. And it's amazing how simple decisions can make all of the difference, how one choice could just completely change things. And no one knows that better than Seanel Harris-Teague. Yes, that's a matter of seconds. A matter of seconds to ask a question. It's like, well, before you take us home, um, we want to get some snacks and we have snacks at home because they didn't want to cook. <laughs> A few we have snacks at home. Saturday that leaves Sean L. Harris Teague with a what if. So we went back into the store, and right before we went into the store, the, the first lady who got um, shot was coming across the parking lot. But Sean L.'s what if goes much deeper. A lot of ifs, um, if and what ifs key hit my mind. What if he was angry? He could have probably did what he could have did it Friday night. What if he had been angry when she asked him to leave the same top store Friday night after two customers complained? And I had met him in the meat department area and asked him could he leave the store, that he can't be listening in the store, asking people for change, and because he's making the customers feel uncomfortable. And I asked him, um, can he please leave the store? He said, okay. And I noticed when he was leaving the store, you know, his eyes was wondering, he was wondering, you know, looking around the, um, as he was leaving. Chanel says the shooter was wearing the exact same clothes on Friday as he was Saturday when she saw him again. So wow. now, along with what if, Chanel is left with what now? I, I can't sleep. I still plan. I, I still see it with my eyes closed here. And any loud noise has made me just jump because I can still hear the gun shooting, um, people screaming, people crying. And her painful memories just won't stop. It's just a heart. Now, Chanel tells me that Topps employees are being offered extra help. She says she was able to speak with someone both Monday and today. She says she plans on speaking with someone again tomorrow, but she says she's not sure if she will ever work at this Topps again. For now, I can understand. Jefferson Avenue. Olivia Eugenio, back to you. I can completely understand. Well, it is a story. I'm going to hit the content warning on this one, not because we have anything disturbing that we're going to show. It's just going to piss you off. It's going to piss you off really bad. Did a 911... Did a 911 dispatcher hang up on the person calling to report the mass shooting at the Tops supermarket? An operator hang up on the assistant manager at the Buffalo supermarket during the massacre... 33-year-old Letitia Rogers says she hid behind a customer service desk and called 911 as the gunman stalked the aisles. I was just whispering because I didn't want the man to hear me. And the lady yelled at me, and why are you whispering? You don't have to whisper. She says she tried to explain that she had to whisper so that the gunman couldn't hear her. Incredibly, she says Duh. the operator hung up on her and that she had to call her boyfriend to call 911 for her. The shocking story is causing... By the way, a lot of people don't know this, and I'm going to tell it to you guys just in case you ever find yourself in this situation because we live in fucked up United States. You can text 911. So if you need to be quiet, you can text 911. Uh, I believe that operator is indeed on leave now. Outrage in this heartbroken city. I find it disgusting 
that this 911 operator hung up on her because she was whispering. The individual who took that call is now on administrative leave pending a disciplinary hearing confirmed the Erie County Central Police Services. We're getting a chilling look inside the 18-year-old gunman's mind. His online diaries reveal he studied this YouTube video called Buffalo's Worst Neighborhoods as he scoped out potential targets. He boasts that his parents know nothing about the growing arsenal of weapons and ammo in their home. Former FBI Special Agent Catherine Schweit ran the FBI's active shooter program. It's not the parents' fault that a kid commits murder, but there are so many people who might be able to reach out and stop a murderer, and the parents are right there at the front of the line. The indefinite closure of the top. Now this is this is just conjecture and it comes from Sean King so take it for what you will but he says that the uh jail in Buffalo is keeping the shooters separated from the general population because there are multiple inmates who want to give him what he deserves and that they are purposely protecting him once again, that's just secondhand information and it comes from Sean King, so. Top supermarket has left a gaping void to the folks who live here. Tops was a staple for this whole community. This city of good neighbors is coming to the aid of people who shop. As I understand, it was one of the only supermarkets they had, or the only supermarket. All donated items here. These are all volunteers here handing out food to the neighborhood. Look at this, rows and rows of goods. I just got my baby some baby food. Oh, you found baby food here? Yes. There's even a refrigerator with free food. As you can see now, it is really a lifeline for people who need refrigerated goods. This is all donated stuff now. And the Buffalo Bills football team came out to serve hot food. Good on them. Nobody goes hungry. We're just blessed and happy to be out here with everybody. Seeing the community come together like that actually warms my heart. Fuck yeah. Everybody order your COVID test if you haven't already. And, and yes, you can text 911. Supposedly if you call they, and like hang up, they'll send somebody to check. Fuck. And this is right-wing propaganda caused this. There's there's no question. But hey, according to Elon Musk, the Democrats have become the party of hate and division. Elon Musk saying he will no longer vote for Democrats. Well, it's official. I do not know who this fuckstick is. It's the first time I've ever seen him. As I said, I just found this on BitChute and I was like, all right, let's give this a watch. This should be fun. The neutral one. Welcome. Thank you for being a freaking follower. Uh, this is Next News Network. Next News Network. They are reporting on Elon Musk flipping on the... De- he didn't flip. He was never a Democrat. Elon Musk flipping on the Democrats and has announced his next political move. I've got the details. Before I go further, if you're new here, hit the red button down below to subscribe and tap the notification bell when you do. Oh, you knew him. Elon Musk Gary Franchetti, indeed. ...without stirring up some kind of major controversy. Now the world's richest man has done it again. 
with his new announcement that... I mean, fucking everybody goes nuts over everything fucking Elon says on Twitter. Like, even I've been trolling people talking about Elon. As I said earlier, though, there is speculation that there is some news story bubbling that he is, uh... He's trying to... Because this, this is a common tactic with Elon. Usually when he says something stupid and makes news, it's to cover up something uh, evil that his companies have been doing. And people are speculating that there could be a big story about ready to drop. At least in 2022, he'll be voting Republican. Nextnewsnetwork.com reports that Musk revealed the change in his political philosophy during a video call-in tech summit in Miami, Florida. The billionaire told Newsweek magazine, quote, I have voted overwhelmingly for Democrats historically, like I'm not sure. I might never have voted for Republican, just to be clear. Now this election, I will watch. Fuck, I voted for Republicans. Did someone manually intervene? Uh, Why are some accounts banned? uh, With no recourse, apparently. Um, And... um, you know, the, the, the reality is uh, that, that Twitter at this point, you know, has uh, a very far left bias. Um, he, he, he ain't buying Twitter, by the way. He's a moderate. And, you know, neither Republican nor, nor Democrat. Um, You're not a moderate. You're not a moderate. And in fact, uh, I have voted, voted overwhelmingly for Democrats uh, historically. Overwhelmingly. Like, I've, I'm not sure. I, I might never have voted for a Republican, just to be clear. Right. Um, now, now, this election, I would. <laughs> 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 wow. This change may be a huge announcement, but many people have also felt a it was a long time coming. Just last week, Musk implied that he was ready to throw his weight behind a Republican presidential candidate, provided that the candidate is not the former president, Donald Trump. He revealed his feelings about the former president after announcing he intends to restore Trump's Twitter access, tweeting, even though I think a less divisive candidate would be better in 2024. I still he's, he's incredibly stupid. To Twitter. Musk has also made a habit of regularly clashing with Biden and his administration for their mishandling of the economy, record high inflation, and general incompetence. Musk- like, he is just a, a fucking idiot that lucked into money. Tweet. Yes. Unfortunately, we don't believe that this specific estimation can be performed externally, given the critical need to use both public and private information, which we can't share. Externally, it's not even possible to know which accounts are counted as uh, MDAUs on any given day. Elon Musk responds with a poop. A poop emoji. Uh, This is uh, uh, Parag uh, Agrawal. Like... Is he the current CEO of Twitter? Or he just, he, uh, one of the higher-ups in Twitter. I can't remember what his exact, uh, title is. Uh, Alejandra, uh, Caraballo responded, I pity the lawyer that has to explain how a poop emoji constitutes a disparaging remark and a violation of the acquisition deal in this context. Oh, wait! That's me. He is the lawyer for Twitter. Elon Musk's family own... When I say this, it's not going to surprise you. Elon Musk's family owned an emerald mine in apartheid South Africa. That's where Elon's wealth comes from. 
His mom was a model. Here, let me, let me, I wasn't going to do it tonight, but we'll, we'll fucking, we'll look at it. I have to. Tesla from California to Texas during the pandemic in protest of liberal policies on employment, taxation, and the shutdown. Another major indication. Unemployment. Tesla CEO came in the that stupid fucking meme. Posted to his Twitter indicating that his politics haven't changed, but the Democrats have gone so far left, he has become a relative. Bullshit. As everyone pointed out, the Democratic Party of 2008 is exactly the same. In 2008, Nancy Pelosi was the Speaker of the House, Chuck Schumer was the Senate Majority Leader, and Joe Biden was the Vice President. In 2021, Nancy Pelosi is the Speaker of the House, Chuck Schumer is the Majority Leader, and Joe Biden is the President. How in the fuck, how in the fuck could the Democratic Party have changed? Oh, Ida, I campaigned for George W., I was president of the Young Republicans in high school. Now, by 04, I was campaigning for Kerry. I'd already become a pot smoker and, uh, and, and went down a rabbit hole, and I was hardcore for Kerry. I was a Dean supporter in the primary, but then he had to go, yeah! And unfortunately, we didn't get Howard Dean as the nominee. Fucking stupid-ass meme. Conservative. He also spent. And how is this news? As he says, owning lives. And they're even calling it breaking news. That was the reason he offered to buy out the company. He's often pushed the notion that conservatives are censored on social media, seemingly. Pro- they are not. Alleged theory when hundreds of progr- congr- excuse me, hundreds of conservative pages received. Uh, conservative pages received hundreds of thousands of new followers. Imagine how much money they are throwing at this dumb fuck, and I am so much better of a broadcaster than he is. When anyone tells you the United States is a meritocracy, laugh in their fucking faces. Within three days of the announcement of his $44 billion buyout deal. While the Twitter buyout is currently up in the air over a dispute that Twitter inflated its user numbers using skewed statistics... No, 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 no. Elon just wants to back out, and he's trying to make up excuses, and he's going to have to pay dearly for it. Free speech. So do you think Elon Musk is doing a good job holding the left accountable, at least on Twitter? What would you like to see him do next? Comment below. We'll see you at the next report. I don't know. I'm I'm mocking him on Twitter pretty much daily. <laughs> Thank you for watching that report. Yeah. God damn. It's like three minutes left in this video. He is not going to be buying Twitter. There is no way. There is no way. He is backing out of it. He is trying to come up with. He is trying to come up with an excuse that gets him out of paying that billion dollars for not buying it. That's what's going on. We're we'll do a deep dive into that here soon. But this is Elon Musk's mom, who was a model, married the dude that owned the Emerald Mine in apartheid South Africa. And uh, it seems she, uh, Musk was able to pay to get her on the fucking cover of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. My God. Not beautiful. No, no, uh, uh, authoritarian beauty standards can force me to think it is.
Oh, God, what was the exact tweet? God, did Jordy P- Peterson fucking... Sorry, not beautiful, and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that when it comes to May Musk. She is a disgusting woman. Oh, fuck. Fuck you, Jordan Peterson. They were certain they were going to get to say whatever they were. <laughs> I am so glad I w- I was never on the Elon Musk bandwagon. I've been calling him a dumb fuck since 2010, 2011, whenever I found out who the fuck he was. Maybe sooner. Jordan Peterson's face does indeed look like an abortion. Agreed. Congress is holding its first. All right. You ready to talk about A-Wins? A-Wins. Hearing on UFOs in more than 50 years. A House Intelligence Subcommittee is probing top defense intelligence officials about what they call unidentified aerial phenomena spotted by military pilots. A Navy official testifying at the hearing now says they have more than 400 reports of encounters. Senior Pentagon reporter Louis Martinez joins me live for more on this. Louis, why hold this hearing now and what new light could it shed on this ongoing mystery? Let's just remember, UFO means unidentified flying object. It does not mean that it is a little green men from Mars. I still firmly stand behind my stance. There has never been... I. Life exists out there. It is almost impossible for it not to exist somewhere out there. But as of right now, all we know that can exist is carbon-based life forms. A carbon-based life form can't live long enough. Can't live long enough to come from another solar system to get into ours and visit our planet. Absent warp speed, black holes, some technology we don't we don't fucking know even exists. A theoretical technology. Diane, what we're talking about with this hearing is an update to that big UFO report that came out last summer. Um, and what Congress really wants to do here is get to figure out exactly what is going on. They know that their military pilots, as you said, are reporting incidents uh, with these unexplained aerial phenomena, as the Pentagon now calls UFOs. And what they're trying to figure out is, okay, are more pilots stepping forward? And as you just said, 400 new reports. That's up from 144 in last year's report. And that time frame was from 2004 to 2021. Now, the Pentagon officials that are testifying before this House Intelligence Subcommittee today attribute that to the destigmatization of uh, people stepping forward. They're saying that that report last year kind of lifted the stigma of pilots being ridiculed by their peers by saying that they had seen something in the skies. Um, and so uh, that's why Congress is doing this. They see this as a potential threat and they want uh, the Pentagon and the intelligence community to take it seriously and see if it really is a real national security threat. Now, Louis, the intelligence report doesn't use the terms alien or extraterrestrial, but it does say... Of course not. ...physical objects, and it does not rule out the possibility that they are not of this world. So what else could they be? Well, they're not ruling it out because they don't really have answers. That's one of the things that that report concluded last year. And what we heard today from uh, the senior uh, Navy intelligence official was that... My, my, best guess is, my best guess is equipment malfunction... 
uh, dust on lenses, any number of things. Uh, I don't believe it's aliens. But that remains the case, that a lot of the objects that they are seeing in these videos or that they're tracking on sensors that are either on ships, on aircraft, or maybe even land-based, um, are physical objects. But they just can't explain why they're moving so fast, uh, whether there's something else uh, that could be explaining why these movements are being recorded by sensors. Could it be what they call sensor artifacts? I mean, meaning well, that, God, is at this point in time. I mean, what the fuck else are they It's a lame duck Congress right now. So what they, they ain't doing anything else. They say they keep their options open, that everything is on the table. Um, but so far, I think at this hearing, they're, they're, uh, they're downplaying the notion um, that there are extraterrestrial explanations. As well they should. Uh, these 400 incidents, um, but they're going to continue to look for, uh, through them. Now, there is one video, though, that officials say they're certain that what's seen in that video is not extraterrestrial. What can you tell us about that? Right. This is a very famous video that came out about, about a year ago, and it was uh, leaked. It was previously uh, declassified. You're looking at it there on the screen. You're seeing these pyramid-shaped objects. Uh, these were recorded by the crew of a destroyer off the coast of California. Uh, there were these multiple objects that were recorded through a night scope. That's why you're seeing it as green. At the time, officials could not explain what we were seeing in that video. Now, the Native official testifying at this hearing and saying that another video has come to light on the Atlantic coast. Uh, by a Navy ship there, and what they figured out was that they compared and contrasted between the two, and they found a common element, the pyramid shape. And what they discovered was that there were drones in the vicinity of that ship at the time, and they did some research, and what they think those pyramid shapes is, is essentially the light from a drone going being captured by uh, the night scope and then being recorded by a DSLR camera. And yes. that is what is the pyramid shape. Now, I can tell you fairly... As someone who has a lot of experience with DSLR cameras, you produce shit like that all the fucking time for numerous reasons. Certainly that this is not an explanation that is going to be accepted by ufologists or UFO enthusiasts um, because they say that how can a, sh how can a drone operate so Well, those people are idiots. Uh, the, of California or the Atlantic coast. Um, so um, at, while they're providing answers, at the same time, I think they're going to be providing even more questions uh, to enthusiasts who want the government to pursue this issue very, very seriously. And so, Louis, what is the Pentagon doing overall to try to provide uh, some more concrete answers about what they're seeing here? Well, what they've done is a result of that UAP task force, that uh, that UAP report that came out last year, is that they established a permanent organization at the Pentagon. Uh, this task force is going through um, all of these incidents, and it's part of the uh, Pentagon's new effort to actually take very seriously all of these reports, because again, they're seeing this through the filter of, is this a threat to our national security? They want explanations for this. Now, the Pentagon had a program like this from the mid-50s up until the late 1960s, uh, famously called Project Blue book and then it was canceled in 1969 um, and then since then the pentagon really didn't investigate anything uh, related to ufos up until it quietly restarted that we know of in 2017 uh, but then it was a congressional uh committee the senate intelligence committee that demanded uh and in the intelligence committee provide um new information about ufos that led to last year's ufo report that led to the new task force that's been established at the pentagon and led to today's hearing all right, Senior Pentagon reporter Louis Martinez. Thanks, Louis. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Louis. So, not really a big deal. Ain't getting any answers. None of those videos impressed me.
but I'm not I'm not one of those uh, UFO enthusiasts. I have many friends who are though. I thought it was worth mentioning. What's also worth mentioning is if you are on the East Coast or in the Gulf Toast region, get ready for some African dust. This is a model showing the dust from Africa and where it is going to be coming in to the United States here in the Gulf Coast. Apparently, it will provide for some spectacular sunrises and sunsets. It'll make the the light look really cool, but it could have an effect on your allergies. It also will depress the temperatures and tropical weather patterns for just a little bit. We will see moderate dust coming through to the U.S., coming up through the Gulf Coast. Looks like it's going to hit us, uh, what, Saturday? Just giving you guys a heads up on what you can expect with the African dust coming our our way. It is indeed fucked for West African topsoil, but I mean, this is a... I, I'm pretty sure this is a natural occurrence that, that happens every year. Or it's cyclical. It, it, happens more than just every year I think it's it's kind of cyclical and uh, as I said it's going to be a short one tonight that's going to do it for me hopefully we'll we'll get somebody stupid call in tomorrow if, if our cat video is going to load up here uh, this is supposedly a cat that hates everybody. This is one of those dodo videos, so I can't turn it up. This is, this cat hates everybody. Get that kid. Don't let it fuck with you. Yeah, get that dog. Apparently, apparently the cat hates its owner too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cat doesn't even like its owner. Wow. Fucking even Maynard isn't that mean to me. Yes, the 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 sand is coming for us, Ada. Apparently, uh, the cat likes the grandfather or some shit. Hates children. I don't blame you, kitty. I do too. Fuck children. No, no, don't literally fuck children. Figuratively, figuratively, don't, don't literally fuck children. That is bad. I love that kitty. I would, I would 100% take that kitty in. As I said, Maynard's an asshole cat. And I fucking love Maynard. But she sees another cat on the streets. Uh, Smokey likes our neighbor cats, other than like one. One pisses Smokey the fuck off. He loses his goddamn mind. Um, and the house to be her personal space. Oh my God. 
Uh, let's see where we're going here. Uh, let's go say hey to, uh, go say hey to, uh, Kai. We haven't rated Kai in a while. Let's go say hey to Kai. Oh, wait a minute. I think, I think they must've got a hate raid and Kai, uh, doesn't have me friended and I can't raid him. Nope. It's let me. There was a reason why I hadn't raided Kai in a little bit. I understand. I I had to change my settings after the hate raids as well, but I, I think I've got everything about back down to where it was. So go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We will see you tomorrow on the Troll Patrol live. <laughs>